I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,935. And today, we are taking an in-depth look at a couple of topics called what top land investors are doing differently for 2023 and how to troll for new land acquisition markets like a pro. It all starts with trolling. Well, before that, I would like to point out a couple things. <laughs> Number one, this is our new format. I want to let everybody know, this is it, glad you're here. Get your coffee, get your tea, get your Coke, settle in. Um, this is gonna go probably, I don't know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour or so. We'll, we'll see where this takes us. <laughs> so our new format is instead of the, you know, the weekly short shows where you kind of, a lot of you have said, oh wait, I really wanted to hear the whole, you know, deep dive about it, which is kind of a snippet it we're going to give you those deep dives because yeah. you guys have really asked for that and so we're excited to do that the other thing i want to point out is when we say show number 1935 we really do mean 1935 <laughs> starting with episode zero basically um because i'm sure there were negative zero because there's a, probably a few that we we started with years ago and uh since replaced <laughs> i pulled down and replaced because i don't know how great they were but we've been doing this for a while so i'm really looking forward to this so what's going on with you i'm just ready to i'm, I'm embracing this new format it's going to give us a chance to really take in-depth uh, an in-depth look at some of these topics um versus you know mm -hmm. kind of just skipping along the top yeah i i want this to be like you get to imagine you're in the room with us right now and as we're just discussing things like we always do just now with cameras on and mics on we're gonna have these longer conversations we're gonna have our partners meetings right here with you <laughs> oh gosh please <laughs> spare them spare the listener oh I'll, I'll remove the arguing i'll remove that that's stupid. you know what actually we might leave that in maybe all that that's a stupid idea then we'll leave those in <laughs> Because we don't always agree. <laughs> so like Jill says, uh, new for 2023, this is our weekly show now. Uh, we'll take a, uh, a couple of member questions from our Land Academy Discord forum like we always have. We'll review uh, some of our favorite land acquisitions from our Thursday member webinar and ultimately take a deep uh, dive look into two land-related topics uh, that are requested on the Discord channel. If you're a member, go on Discord. There's a place called uh, Content Topic Suggestions. Mm. Please, um, if you want us to talk about anything or ask a question. Put it in there. Yep. We'll happily cover, cover it. That's awesome. All right, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek at our Discord channel, uh, please go to landinvestors.com. It's embedded there, read only, and it's free. It's pretty cool. All right, so Sid wrote, I need some advice on how to structure land purchases. To date, I've only purchased one piece of property at a time and sold it in the name of my Texas LLC. Since joining Land Academy, I've ramped up and I will have three escrow or purchased, three in escrow or purchased in the next 30 days. I know there's not a lot of liability in land, but I'm looking at putting each in a land trust that has my LLC as a beneficiary. To set up the trust, I would have named a trustee who resigns immediately so no link to the beneficiary. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Just trying to protect my assets. Is this too complicated or an easy way to do this? Thanks for the help. Okay, it's already sounding. You know, by the time he gets his set up, Sid, I would have had it sold. 
<laughs> so I have number one. I see. I see that problem right there. <laughs> Seriously, a land right? trust. The benefit to a land trust. Land trusts are brilliant, by the way. They originated in in uh, the early 1900s, maybe the late 1800s, in Illinois, for the sole purpose of leaving. Uh, of creating a document, the trust itself, so you can't easily trace back ownership. And so, and it was specifically done because people were getting sued. They're, and they were, the first thing that uh, lawyers would do was try to locate all the land that somebody owns and and then decide whether or not if they have, uh, you know. The dough. A, a, the dough. To be sued. So land trusts make it very difficult. Um, to do this because when you look up property records it could be xyz trust and there's no real way unlike corporate commission you've got to get your hands on the documents yeah. to see who are the who are the people in the and trust. if the documents are locked away in a safe somewhere then you're, you're ultimately not going to find out it's not impossible but it makes it very difficult so that's the real benefit of a land trust uh, you know, Sid's asking us if he's making it too complicated here and yes yeah you are making it too complicated I think that a regular a Texas LLC is, I mean, 99.999% of the time is going to be great. We, I'm very aware of land trusts. Uh, we don't you know. Either. They're appropriate in some cases, but yeah. for this it's kind anonymity. Of that sh if you're after anonymity, then go for it. <laughs> I was like, uh, what are, are there extra costs and, and like accounting stuff involved in this? No, because the trust, I don't know if the trust files a tax return. Yeah, like, hold so. on a moment. That's the whole thing. Let's, since we have the time. <laughs> I'd extra like to costs? ask. Yeah, are, are there going to be extra costs due to work incurred by my accountant untangling this at the end of the year? No, because I don't think an accountant's going to care whether the property's in a land trust or not. The only, okay. they, all the accountant cares about is the financial statement that's associated with the LLC. How about the attorney? Is that do I need to have an attorney on staff, basically, or at no. my will to move properties in and out of the trust? How does that happen? Uh, it's 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 the equivalent of how we used to do deeds with, out of escrow. So, so the trust is established. Yeah, and you can do the trust and literally. So I just put it in the name of the trust, like yeah. grant, like grant. The grantee is the you know. Jack and Jill Family Trust. That's right. I just so I don't have to do anything with the trust documents. It's That's just correct. established. That's the oh. beauty too. Is that so? You could do a land trust in lieu of the LLC. I don't have to go buy the property to my LLC to my land trust. What you could do, and, and what you should do, is is the trust. Now that the prop, you've got forty acres in Illinois, let's say, and it's in Jack and Jill Trust. Uh, what you would do is convey. The trust to the new buyer. This is what you know. What you're right. We do have time to talk about this in yeah. this new format. I want to hear this. What's really going <laughs> to happen here, in, in in reality, what will happen is that this is going to set a, a set. It's a red flag for certain buyers. Oh. You're going to have to put yourself in a situation where you're constantly explaining why you're not redeeding the property. That you're just you know. Oh, selling them the trust. Oh, yeah. they don't want that. That's right. That's a nightmare to explain that one. Yeah. And you can't, like, you don't want to put it into the trust and then back it into the LLC and then back it into that. You can't, no. What would probably end up happening is you would convey the trust to the, per the, the title agent would do this. The, the title agent would convey the trust, rewrite the trust, put it into the new owner's name, hmm. and then simultaneously grant from the trust to the new owner and record deed anyway. I wouldn't do it on this path. 
yeah, I, this is Sid. If your head is not hurting by now, <laughs> right now, Sid's like, I'm sorry, I asked. <laughs> All of our listeners are sorry like, you asked too. Never mind. <laughs> the six listeners okay. that are left listening to this, yeah, are sorry about that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> let's go back. So, what is the right way to do it? Can I? I would like to explain. So, here's the right way to do it. If you're brand new starting out, is there anything wrong with putting it in your name? Nope. For the first couple of deals, no, that's not a problem with that. Then go ahead. And like, dude, you don't have to spend the money and do all that work ahead of time. Some states, it's a couple of hours to get an LLC. In other states, it's very expensive, like California, and time-consuming. And it costs $800 a year just to have the dumb LLC, which I don't get. In California. Uh-huh. So anyway, my point is, the right way is either of those are, are perfect and and what you need and Sid if you're a secret celebrity and we don't know who you are I apologize <laughs> that's why you're hiding I don't know Sid's name is probably not even really Sid <laughs> it's funny okay today's first topic is called what top land investors are doing differently for 2023 it's the meat of the show by the way I forgot my little timer, so I'm making a little bit note here. <laughs> so, okay, so I would love to ask you questions. Sure. Because this is really important sure. to me, and I'm sure it's very important to you listening and watching, because we're all getting a little freaked out. Yeah. Let me tell you why. I'm getting, I'm personally going like, what's happening? Like everybody keeps saying, don't worry about it. There's going to be a minor readjustment and we're watching interest rates and it's like nothing drastic. And they're talking about probably a little bit more increase. It's going to be fine. And then we see XYZ company laying off and then this company laying off and that company laying off like, like a lot of people. And then I'm seeing things like, you know, so-and-so is exiting office space, you know, whatever, uh, the office space environment, you know, I'm just like, it, I get two different stories about what I should really be concerned about in 2023. And I'm saying me, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you, Jack, from the general community here. So I, I do a lot of news type real estate related research every week, um, largely because I do a short talk about what's happening in the US real estate market at the beginning of our Thursday call for our close call for our members on Zoom. Here's what I think is really going to happen. One thing is for sure, 2023 is going to be a volatile real estate environment. I personally love volatility in markets. I don't like when they're consistent and predictable and then they're the same. Real estate, I've long said, is very, in my opinion, predictable. Unlike the stock market, you have really no idea what the stock market is going to do tomorrow or this year. Real estate, you can follow trends and look at data and in the end, I think that interest rates are going to park themselves around 6 or 7%. I don't think we're going to see crazy hyperinflation like we did in the 80s. I think that uh, we were going to see a, a nationwide market correction from the tip-top uh, pricing for mostly houses, not necessarily commercial real estate, um, from July of 2022. That was the top. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see about a, a single to very light double-digit market correction, meaning 8%. It'll, it'll be reduced. In some markets, I think it's going to be way more acute. Uh, markets that were, and you can really easily research which markets are the, it's the Southwest mm -hmm. and the West, Western part of the country. Really, um, maybe in the got, South. What about even some of the other in the parts South, of the like South? Florida? Yeah, that's what so, I was thinking. Florida, Las Vegas, and Arizona 
are the three markets that typically um, really increase and then really decrease. We oh, so I want to pause for just a second. We please share with the planet here. One of the things that um, not only are you so data focused and hyper uh, uh, in tune with all of this stuff, but please explain to all of us how many times you've been through this because that's <laughs> so important. Let me just make a, a note here. Wait do you hear how long this guy's been investing in land and how many times he's done this? And so why you really can, you can make these statements. This is not your first rodeo. Jill, I hate to break it to you, but you and I have been through the same number of recessions. Well, I know, but <laughs> hold on a moment. Not while being in like, like I'm 20. That's not what I meant. That's true. But <laughs> I had a W-2 job for a lot of, I had a W-2 job for the first several. For the last two, for this one and the one before it, I was with you. So, but you were doing this way before me. So you've lived this, you've lived through this as a full-time real estate investor. That's important. Yeah. So uh, as that's, that's true. And mm -hmm. I've been through three market corrections, three Thank recessions you. and five in my entire life, but three while I was full time buying and selling land. That's what I'm trying to get out. And the one around, you know, the, the one that you and I, last one that you and I went through together was brutal. Yeah, you know, that was brought Jill, to, Jill and I to our knees financially. Well, I I love I luckily came into that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I jumped into the business with you in the middle of the bottom. She saved us actually. <laughs> so she so got on the phone like she does all the time and took the the we had thousands of properties literally owned yeah. thousands of properties and uh, she got on the phone and wholesaled them all out to you know we paid cash. That's the only thing that saved us. Yeah. We just we just don't find fund or finance anything ever when it comes to land acquisitions and and uh yeah you know she got on the phone and liquidated a lot of the property some of it a slight loss but thank not you. much really thank you i don't even think really there was, there was one or two deals and that's about it yeah not much really it was like you know it was just we sold them for what not what we wanted to sell them for but big big deal so we only made you know 50% profit instead of our, you know, 100% yeah. profit. I can handle that. Well, what ended up happening then too, since I guess we're talking about this, yeah, is that it allowed us to uh, raise our own capital, convert that real estate into cash yeah. to go do even better acquisitions because- That's the point. That's what this topic is really about. There we go. This is going to be an absolutely extraordinary acquisition year for us and I hope for you. I hope for all of our members, it's going to be a topic. It's not going to be. It is. It's a topic. It's not often constantly. enough. It, well, you know, I see it now and then. But that's that's the point. What are top land investors and, and other real estate investors doing right now in 2023? Gathering cash. Preparing for war. That's right. <laughs> exactly. To buy up all the great stuff that's coming. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You know, a typical deal for us is maybe we buy a property for 25 to 35% of what the retail value of the land is. And it'll be way less than that now, 15%. But you can talk about houses at that prices. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the last recession, buying houses at, I don't know, for $20,000 that are worth, now they're 200. And Two people are like, what? Like, no. And you can go back. You can literally go, like, look in West Phoenix. If you really don't believe this, I'll tell you. Go on Zillow or Realtor or something like that. Look in West Phoenix and look at some of the, I don't know, 1,200 square foot homes around there and dig deep into bought and sold. Look at the numbers in there and you 
you'll find them back in 07, 08, 09, selling for really inexpensively, and then what they're worth now. Jill and I were buying houses back then for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, and selling them for sixty, eighty, a hundred. Exactly. Um, and now they're two hundred thousand dollars. Like I, w- I wish I would have held on them even longer. Without doing anything. In fact, yeah. you know, we have a company called House Academy that we mm-hmm. never talk about. We're going to bring that back this year. Yeah. Because I think there's especially in rural markets. What's different now is the availability of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you follow the show at all, you know that we spent last summer testing Starlink from uh, an RV all over rural America. And uh, it's just a game changer. I think that there's a lot of towns that don't have never gotten high speed internet. And I think you can live literally anywhere now, uh, certainly in, in uh, this country with Starlink mm-hmm. and and work remotely. It's the greatest thing. You know, it's so funny. I got a note from someone on my team earlier today, like, hey, just a heads up, because they're remote. And I, they're like, hey, uh, my internet's down, and I expect it to be up around one. I'm like, big deal. That's what hotspots are for. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, you didn't even need to tell me anything. I would not have known. I can still, like, we've done that on the road. Sure. There's, times, there's times that, you know, we're in a location where we didn't want to deal with it, get it out, or it takes a little bit to get it juiced up basically if you have starlink you probably know this jack learned this but uh so what hop on your phone and hotspot on your computer that's that's all you need to do mm-hmm. it's great so i'm trying to think of other things i hope that and i believe i know it's true within land academy you and i are really hardcore about buying the property, buying the property. Don't take a equitable interest in it and try to double end it. All this stuff could go wrong. And please don't finance it. If you need the money, get a money guy in who you together buy the property. So I think that's, I know for us and our community that of really solid, good investors, that's what we're doing. One of the things that separates professional land investors from maybe novice investors is how they use capital. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you, no matter where you are or who you are or where you are in your career or how you go about this, I would encourage you to seek funding, whether you need it or not, to one of the the higher funder, higher profile funders in our group, if you're in our group. Because I think it's something that it will change how you send mail out you will uh, kind of shoot a little higher. Yeah, you can go for anything. Find Just find a great deal. Because now $2 million property is not, it's completely and totally within reach. Exactly. And so if you're buying a $2 million property that's worth $10 million, people are going to come up, they'll find you yep. and fund your deal. That's my comment when everybody goes, <laughs> when I'm like, hold on, just think about this for a minute. If someone came to you and said, fill in the blank, you're not going to believe this classic car that, you know, I know is worth whatever, 90 grand. This guy wants to get rid of it for 25. I need 25 grand. You're like, yeah, duh. Yeah. We're going to buy this. <laughs> so I would seek funding more um, to, to just open your mind. You don't want to give yourself a glass ceiling. There's enough things in the world that give you a glass ceiling automatically. You don't want to do that to yourself uh, unintentionally when you're an investor. Am I saying if you're brand new, go and seek funding? No, not not necessarily. I'm just saying if you've done a few deals or a bunch of deals, and you know, I, I have incorrectly been uh, really hard, uh, hardcore on this topic. Only spend your own money. 
uh, don't Forever. ever borrow any money, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, that's just not the case. Jill and I pretty quietly buy one, two, maybe three houses a year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get funding from other people. Sometimes we don't. And we usually pay about, I don't know, 20% on the money and, and almost always come out making at least a hundred thousand dollars on the house. We don't renovate anything. Mm-hmm. We just send a ton of mail out. That's house and, academy stuff. And just, and then just relist the property mm-hmm. for sale. Yep. You know, I was just thinking about too, another thing that I, I oh, oh, I'm going to say one thing. I do tell new people, by the way, just so you know, so again, like I told you, this is going to be a partner's meeting. So <laughs> I do tell people on the phone, if you don't have, if you only have 10 grand or 20 grand and you're jumping into this, so you can't, you can't, and you're trying to hold back money to buy property, don't do that. Spend it all on mail, spend it all on your education, get all that stuff out there and then let, do let, if, even if it's your first deal and you want to let, and you need someone else to fund the deal, there's nothing wrong with that. So, and I, I, I encourage that so I'll fund it I don't care I always say this like look when I know you're I know who you are I if I can see you're involved in our group I can see you you're watching everything you're doing your work and you come to me with a deal that I can look up and go yeah you're right this is great I don't care if it's your very first deal I'll fund it you know I know you're doing your homework I know how you found it so I trust you it's good but um, I was gonna say another thing that I'm trying to think, other than financing. Oh, well, go ahead. Interest rates. Okay, got it. So this is a significant, and in my opinion, largely probably permanent, not permanent permanent, but long-term interest rates are, you know, we, we, we lived in a beautiful scenario for the last 10 years, having really, really low interest rates. And so interest rates... Nobody's used to it, unfortunately. Interest rates <laughs> went from, uh, mortgage rates anyway, went from about... Uh, Three percent, two and a half to three percent, to now six percent, and they seem to be hovering there. What does that really mean? It means that if you buy a hundred thousand dollar asset and you finance it, your cost of capital used to be six, uh, three thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and now it's six. So that's double the 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 price of owning a house uh, with monthly payments has doubled in the last six months, really five months. So. What does that mean for us? What it means is this, and we try to target, you know, our beautiful sweet spot for land investment is around buy for 30, sell for 80, 90. Mm-hmm. At 80 or $90,000, people are usually writing checks. Yeah. They're not financing anything. Yeah. We're selling it to people who are writing a check. Mm-hmm. So this interest rate scenario doesn't affect them. Correct. Interest rates don't widely affect rich people. Good point. And so that's who you need to be. Now, is it really, really likely to, to sell a $250,000 asset for cash? It's a lot less likely than to sell a $90,000 asset it happen? for cash. Yeah. Sure. And so there are people, a substantial number of people, and those numbers get higher and higher every year. There's more rich people every year mm-hmm. worldwide sitting on the sidelines or... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of them <laughs> very well. We get thank you notes to this to the effect all the time. <laughs> That's it. People sitting on the sidelines uh, with a, just too much cash, uh, looking to invest it in things like no. land, and land is a fantastic place to park money. Do you know what's funny? I have to say this real quick. Word's getting out a little bit. It used to be everybody poo-pooed land like, oh, you guys. It's just like, it's yeah. 
you know, they don't see the value in it because there's nothing done to it. It's not improved in any way. And like every person not in our world, I swear, when they think rural vacant land, if I say that, they think it's 20 miles out there. It's just it's really, it's stupid. People are now, so when I used to say, you know, we're land investors, they'd be like, oh, pff, not talking to those guys. Now it's a little bit different. They're like, oh, Why is that? I know. Because when we started this, I know we weren't, everybody would just kind of look at the wall. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> exactly. I really wonder why that is. Why? I think words getting out that we're making money or are they somehow seeing the value in it or are they come on it all has to start with land so the reason that classic real estate investors kind of uh, look down their nose at land people is because it doesn't generate income if you take the simplest form of a real estate investment which is buy <laughs> buy a house and rent it out you've got two dynamic uh two and two serious money-making boxes right. you've got the cash that's coming in every month from the rent and you have the balance sheet aspect of the value of the property is just naturally going up and so when you expand that thought to a class a office building in an urban center or a huge garden apartment complex somewhere you know in in a city in a mid-sized city it, those numbers get large they mm -hmm. get very very big so land unless it's uh, farmland or or leased land you're not you don't have that second component you have the balance sheet component mm -hmm. but you don't have the income statement uh, component so what do we do <laughs> why does it make sense that we buy uh, land and we're so serious about lifelong serious about it we sell it that is our that's our, this is our income statement you know, because, because and the only reason we can sell it quickly and efficiently is because we buy it so cheap right here's going to be my new line next time i'm in an elevator with somebody <laughs> like this and they're like what's the point why that's not making any money i'm, I'm going to say this i'm going to say well i doubled my money in 30 days how long is it going to take you to double your money and that'll shut them up <laughs> land is it just a, in a you know the other thing too about land is that there's literally no moving parts. Every other type of real estate that I know has got all kinds of moving oh, parts and stuff goes wrong. Totally. It's tenants and all it, the things that really, unless you're big enough to have a full-time management company doing all the, the nuts and bolts work for you. Right. You know, land is, I, I there's probably, Jill and I have done 16,000 deals. I bet I've seen less than 100 properties in mm -hmm. person. And by the way, let me make sure you know this too. This one here has owned office buildings. Dream it up. We've done them all. I've, I've failed at a lot of stuff real estate related. <laughs> <laughs> like own, pretty much owned it all deliberately or unintentionally. <laughs> so that happens. I want to I add another thing about what I think that we're doing that other top land investors are doing and then i want you to know about listener is buckets will you please explain like we joke about this explain the buckets and then like you know we have bucket seven now going so buckets are i have three three basic buckets that we drop real estate acquisitions into and i'll tell you this isn't something i i set out to do during the mailer phase of of, of uh, the acquisition so i only decide what bucket of property is going to go into after Jill and I have decided, well, really, Jill decides that we're going to buy it. It's <laughs> so funny. It's like the mail goes out. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. No, just kidding. <laughs> and the bu 
buckets are as follows. So you buy, a, uh, you send out, you do a mailer, you, you, somebody signs an offer, they send it back and you're, and you're on your way to buying a, a $30,000 asset that we know both of us very strongly feel strongly that we can sell it for 80 or 90. 80 or 90 is not retail. Mm. That's bucket one property. 80 or 90 is wholesale property. Get it, buy it, sell it get your money back out, go do the next deal. Mm -hmm. Bucket two property is, and I love bucket two property is, okay, we're gonna buy it for 30 anyway, and we're gonna list it for 150, that's about retail, and I know it's gonna take a year to sell. And we're okay with that, because we've got, it's just like putting money into a bank account, and um, for whatever reason, we have determined, usually this is me, because Jill wants a bucket one of everything. I'm happy waiting a year, maybe sometimes longer to get re- to the right person to come along and just and write the check. I have to tell you, I am changing my tune on that. Like even right now, there's a few properties that we own that I'm like, you know what? I know if we sit on this even longer, it's just going to keep going up. Yep. So I'm okay. It's not like I'm hurting for cash. <laughs> Bucket three is something unusual is happening. Uh, and you can dream it up on that. Maybe we subdivide the property, uh, minor split it. Uh, maybe we grade it a little or, uh, you know, blade in. It doesn't happen too often. Blade in a, a little area so that if anybody actually goes to see it as a potential acquisition for themselves, they have a great experience. Mm-hmm. You know, as we blade in a little tiny can get driveway or a road through the trees or all that. Yeah. Right. And so bucket three is very profitable. It's also, now you got to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to do stuff that much. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. I'm trying to think if there's any last things before we go on to our, our next topic. And listen, stuff. yeah, we'll go on to our next topic. But listen, you got to send the mail out now more than ever yeah. because these pe- people, there's all these layoffs that Joe was talking about. People are going to need money. And the first yeah. thing that they do when they need money is to liquidate assets they're not using. Yep. If they happen to own property, they, they're going to put your uh, offer that you send yeah. them in, on the refrigerator. And they're gonna, they might not call you immediately. We have multiple people calling us all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, when they were laughing at us, laughing at our offers last mm-hmm. year, and now they're interested in selling. Yep. We were just talking about on our Thursday show. Mm-hmm. A lot of people raised their hands. They're like, yep, six months ago call, a nine-month-ago mailer call. We had one, one Carl and Sam, they said there was a mailer that they didn't even remember mailing. They're like, I didn't think we even, did we mail this county? You know, kind of thing. And they did. And there was somebody now coming back saying, hey, would you would you still buy this? And, and what's nice, too, is these sellers know, like, hey, I know your offer's expired. I know things have changed. What would you give me for it now? And so it really opens the door for you, too, to make some great deals 2023 is going to be great yeah nothing is going to happen for you in 2023 if you don't send any mail out yeah i agree let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly thursday member webinar would you do this deal 2.4 acres zone commercial five for 33 Lots of residential. Not sure if dead land or has potential to build commercial property. Everyone's alive. We have access. Good, excuse me, good frontage to the street. All right, immediately, let's check adjacent. So these are our master plan communities, and they're, um, it looks like the majority of, of these houses are sold. Same thing over here. Not so much here. This subdivision didn't work out when we'll check in a second. Didn't work, didn't sell out. 
And when they went to subdivide this property, why didn't they include this? It would have been very logical to, chances are it's for uh, terrain reasons. Access, heck yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on the warmer side on this one. No, I'm serious. I like it. Look, see, it's more built out than we think it is. This is where my gas station is going to go. My 7-Eleven, my, what would I put there? Jill's Coffee. That's what are they it. doing oh. here? Jill's Coffee? Yes. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yes. Jill's Donuts and Coffee. <laughs> look at all these new houses. That's what I'm saying. Hold on a moment. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. They're building something. Yeah. Was that a school or a church right there? This? I know. It's like uh, 33000 Yeah. This looks great. Oh. Mm-hmm. This looks amazingly See? good. It's not poo-poo the thing yet. All right. So the dirt's awesome. I don't know what this is. It's uh, it would, look at the photo again. The photo I thought when you dropped the guy down there. Hopefully, started. it's the beginning of this. Well, this is a school or something. Carl, There's what do you think this is? I think it's. At first, I thought it may be a compost situation or something, or but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I click on the, the owner. owner's Warner Robins oh. First Assembly of God. So maybe it's like oh. a church thing. Oh, there we go. It's a church. Oh, it's a church. But are they Beautiful. building a church? You think? Yeah, because it showed a flame on the sign. I'm not kidding. And I looked to me at a glance. This one goes so fast. I'm going to... I'm like, it shows a flame and it's a church? I can tell. It's, like, <laughs> it's the gates to hell if you don't pay no, attention. No, I just look like a like the flame on, you know, on a... You would see it on my church program. The church is building something. <laughs> yes. She goes to a weird church. <laughs> 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 Look, it's in the middle of some major progress yeah. and so if it's cheap enough we're buying it yeah oh okay if it's a uh, commercial jason like we're looking on LoopNet now this is where you would be looking for comps oh it's commercial is it commercial mm-hmm. oh. he says it's own commercial i didn't mm-hmm. catch LoopNet, so baby. jill's copy could go there jill's that's what i said jill's <laughs> copy and donuts i'm buying this <laughs> It's two acres. This is looking, looking great. I know. It's looking real great. Yeah, it is. All those houses, they need coffee. Mm-hmm. They do. And church people, that I've been to coffee so, and donuts every people. Sunday. I would say so, I would. The answer is yes on this. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in your, I would go straight to phase two due diligence, uh-huh. and I would prove yourself wrong. Yeah. I, I would find out what you can't do, what the limits are. Is it buildable? Um, Call get a, a broker's opinion from somebody off LoopNet who's working in that area. I would call, well. Let's look at LoopNet. Could go, sure. This is eight acres, three eighty-three. Uh, eight acres, seven fifty. Um, twenty acres, three sixty-seven. 
I'm going to sit with my yes card here. So I, I agree, but here's property okay. for, you know, 35,000, it's one acre. So you need to get a commercial real estate broker, you know, find a list, a listing agent here uh -huh. who's closest to your property or most like kind anyway, uh -huh. and get a valuation on it. But I think it's probably worth hundred grand. You're paying 30. Jason, I would fit for me right now too. I'd open escrow and have an escrow number so on this I. while I'm figuring out the details. I agree. Because if you had to back out, you could. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I just want to hear your opinion on the name of the owner, Jack. Oh, it, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, it, it's just like oh. investment holdings. And that, that's okay. That, yeah, that's okay. I know it's okay. I just, you know, at times it wonders if this is an investment and this is a legitimate investment holding company, why are they not understanding its true value? That's <laughs> what my question is that I'd have to have answered before I'd fully send somebody some money, but. Yeah. Parcel A, phase one, Madison Place. I wonder if this is Madison Place behind Madison me. Madison Place, yeah, it is. Okay, got it. And then I don't, this isn't, this could be, this could be mom's initial, dad's initial, kid's initial, and they've owned it forever. True. Waiting you know, Carol, everybody's right. Yeah. So the, why isn't it being used if it was part of this original development? And it could be. Because the guy's 98 and he's just done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which happens to us all the time. Yeah. So it, now it's to try to find something wrong with it. Totally. The signage opportunity here, if not anything else, is awesome. You know, and all this development, this is a, this could be a rock star property. Mm -hmm. I mean, that church is building a new facility on the road right there. Right. So that's a positive. Look at mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. This could be a home run. You know what? I'll tell you what, if we found out and it all checked out, you know what we would do at this point in our career and in our lives. And Joe might kick me under the desk here, which wouldn't be the first time, even in this Thursday call. <laughs> it was, I would just buy this and, and uh, forget about it. Yeah, I was going to say that actually. I would buy it too and hold it. Like, like let it, let it build up a little bit more. It's like putting 30 grand in the bank uh -huh. that you know, it's going to be worth 300. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh in the next cycle and the whole thing. Uh -huh. Every one of those subdivisions is just being finished up now. I mean, look at the satellite imagery. I mean, things are only going to change there. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's great. Good county. Uh, Deal the day so far. Totally. If this sings to you and you want to learn more about Land Academy and everything that we do, go get our free ebook. It's, I don't know how many pages, 13 pages. I want to say something mm -hmm. like that. I'm going to say between 10 and 15 pages is what it was condensed to, believe it or not. But it's our whole business model and it's free. All you got to do is go to landacademy.com, find the link for get the free ebook, uh, pop in your like first name, last name, and email address. I think that's all you need. And it'll pop right in there and then read it. It will really uh, talk about Jack's background, some of my background, how we got here and and how we've grown this business and and the and everything about us and, and what we teach. So in Land Academy, just so you know too, um, we teach our business model. We did not set out to be educators, if you will, we are investors first. So, and we just happen to share our business model all bundled up for you start to finish. And that's land Academy. So go get the ebook and check all that out. Hundreds of people do this every day. Hundreds yeah. of people download oh, the ebook yeah. every day. It's uh, it's worth, it's worth it. Yep. Yeah. 
Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek at that community, go to landinvestors.com and uh, take a read-only look. It's free. All right. This time we have Chris. So Chris wrote, I just rejoined Land Academy after originally joining back in 2020. My business never hit the ground uh, running due to some unforeseen events that made me set it to the side. I'm looking forward to diving back in and getting my first mailer out within the next two weeks. That being said, back in 2020, I was told to give the desert land a try so that I could get some deals under my belt. Is that still a valid suggestion or is that too competitive? I live in South Carolina, so desert land is foreign to me. Any advice starting out would be much appreciated. Did you write, by the way, did you put my comment in there before I read this one? No, oh. uh, because I figure you just do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you could put it in there because I replied to this too. So I'll read what Jamee wrote. Is just Janae's the only comment you put yeah. in here? Okay, so Jamee in our community wrote to Chris, hey Chris, this is exactly how I got started. I wanted to make sure that I like the land business first, so before I invest in education uh, oh I like the land business before I even invested in education got it so I bought a few desert squares prior to joining land Academy all self-closed and worked through each transaction I did six deals amazing yep I discovered that I did like the land biz and then I joined land Academy if you want, send me a direct message and I'll go into further details on just how I did it. How nice is that? So my advice was skip it. You don't have to and go to some areas that you know, follow the new the new program, learn to troll and just get the mail out. What <laughs> were you going to say? Exactly okay, that. Good. <laughs> exactly. I don't, you know, so, I, but you know what, Jill and I are... Um, pretty aggressive people that's true and we're pretty intense when it comes to if we're going to set aside some effort if we're going to go do something yeah. we're going to do it oh yeah and so i scare kinda, people swing the fence <laughs> swing yeah our children and everything exactly i swing for the fences yeah you know i, I don't I, if you swing for the fences you're going to hit some singles if you try to hit singles you're going to hit singles you know what it is and you just have to get up and do it you know, we, we've talked about this. This is, a, this is a whole nother, this is a whole nother show that we'll do another time. But like, how do you get that confidence? You just do it. The, you know, when I talk to people about adding a zero, stop buying for 1,000, buy for 10,000. They're like, oh, that's scary. I'm like, well, how much do you have in the bank? 50,000. I'm like, so buy one. What's holding you back? I'm just afraid. I, I took me a while, but I got Just use other people's money it. here. No, but I'm just like, they're even afraid to send those mailers out, afraid to talk to those people. I'm like, you just have to do it. And then once you do it, you're like, oh. And then you realize, now I'm never going back. <laughs> like, I can't believe I hung out for another extra six months because I was afraid of it, you know, buying all these things for one, two, and three thousand. Now you know, I buy for ten, twenty, thirty thousand. The yep. real answer to this to this question is it's up to you. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you need some practice, I don't think self closing property without a title agent is um, that necessary. For but, little for little I, you have to for little properties because you'll eat up your whole profit. I mean, no, I understand. Yeah. There's many, many properties that we purchased that the closing costs were larger than the actual acquisition price. Oh, but that's because they're worth way more. So, but my point is, uh, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think you necessarily have to start small here. No. I wouldn't buy a commercial piece of real estate for $2 million for nope. my first deal. But I'd I go would, for $10,000. 10, dollars 10, 20, 30,000. Yeah. And list it with a real estate agent and hopefully sell it quickly for 50, 70, 80, 90. Mm -hmm. I think that's an okay. 
first transaction. Yep. It just needs to make sense. It's up to up to you and how much confidence you have. Yep. It's so good. Today's second topic is how to troll for new land acquisition markets like a pro. It all starts with trolling. Yeah. When I decide to go into a new market, it's usually around 8 p.m. at night, and Jill and I are probably sitting in front of the television watching something meaningless, and I pick up my phone and start trolling. And Meaning, it, you told me you liked all that <laughs> Megan and Harry stuff. <laughs> I would not. Could you imagine? If somebody Could paid I, me, I'm, if somebody said, here's what we're watching tonight, here's $10,000. <laughs> Uh, why don't you spend some time researching the royal family? I would say, <laughs> keep your 10000 <laughs> Come on. You mean, oh, shit, that's the guy version of like faking it. What is it with this royal family? I don't Look, know. Look, I understand that it's a massive moneymaker for, uh, for England. England. And I understand that how much land they own. And I've actually really looked into what the hell, because I originally right. thought, you know, it's 2023. Are we still we, doing we're this? Not sure we need a royal family. Really. Right. And it turns out that England really does need it. It's mm -hmm. a huge uh, tourist attraction uh, and it's a massive moneymaker. The, the way that they have it set up with land leases and the deal that they have with the British government is it's pretty cool. You should look into it. They have just thousands and thousands and tens and of thousands media. of acres of, uh, that they lease for various all over the country mm -hmm. probably over, all over the world i don't know and the media mm -hmm. so no but i don't need to watch a documentary on especially a fictitious <laughs> one and take your pick now there's about nine of them <laughs> you know it's funny it's like it's true and i mean i guess it probably always was like a british soap opera I like British soap operas, and this is just another British soap opera. <laughs> I just, you know. I don't like the American one. It's a sign of the times. Yeah. I don't know what these really wealthy, rich people who now live in California have to complain about. Oh my goodness. Right now it's rain. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going to go, I'm writing myself a note. For those of you who know what this is, I haven't caught up on EastEnders in a while. So I'm going to catch up on EastEnders. <laughs> it made me think of this. She has some type of, um, and she's not the first person that I've met like this through the years, some type of unhealthy interest in England. For I don't know. You know what? started with Depeche Mode. It has to. Oh, no. I don't know what it was, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. No, it just it's just kind of funny. I guess, you know what it probably started with? My dad. The food's terrible. Do we need to go here? Is this going in a bad way? Tell me if I should shut up. No, go okay. ahead. No. The food's terrible. Well, my dad got me watching the Faulty terrible. Towers. Uh, my dad watched Benny Hill. Yeah, I don't think that's funny, that oh, stuff. No, Faulty Towers, I like it. Faulty Towers is cute and funny. It not, it's not still, It's not like Benny Hill. So that one, and there was another one. I can't remember what it was. But didn't you watch the Canadian guys? They're kind of like that, too. Canada and, and England are uh, real different. I, oh. <laughs> but there's some <laughs> off-Canadian humor that's similar, too. Not just Bob and Doug McKenzie. No, I, I just don't. England is, I don't know. You know, they 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 had the shortest industrial revolution in the history of ever. I All think right. it lasted about 20 minutes in the early uh, the early 20th century. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring I it back I wasn't even in. done with the list. Oh, I'm sorry. Their cars are terrible. Oh, they, yes. Their steel, steel rusts. <laughs> 
the tea's good. <laughs> they, they, for whatever reason, decided that all throughout the okay, we got 19th and the 20th century that they need to colonize the planet. Things I like about I don't England. I think that's okay. Wait, tea, cookies. I don't know. Asia's got some great tea, too. The chocolate, I'm sorry, whatever that chocolate, I can't remember the name of that's not that good. Um, what else do we have? I'm sure they make great umbrellas. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm sure they make great umbrellas. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm running out of things. And by the way, I am like, maybe this is part of my problem because I am more than 50% Irish. <laughs> they produce some amazing rock bands in the middle of the, uh, that they have the middle music. of the other century, but all of them admittedly said, yeah, we modeled all of our music after, you know, Texas blues. I don't, I don't watch cricket. So none of that. So anyway. That's fun. Thank you. Okay, like back. That. I love bashing England. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> you know, here's where, hey, maybe every, every week we'll pick a new country to give a hard time with the bash. <laughs> so stick around. Your country might be coming up next week. And now there's all these documentaries about whining kids in the royal family and how that they've just been wronged somehow. <laughs> they get $50 million for being quiet. I know. I don't get it. Okay, so well, here's, here's how I think this topic two ties into topic one, by the way, loosely. But we talked about 2023 and thinking about, you know, being an investor. So and it all starts with finding great property, period. You have to find the deals, not how you buy it, not how you sell it. It's sourcing it first. And doing that is, we call it trolling. Jack came up with this whole thing, trolling for new markets. So please explain more. So we're trying to profile in general with this new format. Um, we're trying to profile what makes some people so successful at this. And I'm, and I'm patting ourselves on our back a little bit. And one of the things is choosing new markets. Yeah. Every Thursday, uh, we have the Land Academy um, closed webinar. Uh, and most of that, most of the content that happens during that webinar is, would you do this deal? Mm -hmm. Where people, they find uh, assets that they're potentially going to buy. They present them on the show and Jill and I, and we usually have guests to talk about whether or not we would do the deal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for some reason, uh, we get a disproportionate amount of acquisition targets to talk about in three states. Yeah. Tennessee, North Carolina, and Florida. I don't know why this is. And what ends up happening, I think, is all, there's tons and tons of people that, that attend this uh, webinar, the Closed Land Academy webinar. They decide for some reason that that's the place to send mail. So it just becomes worse. Everybody else is like, well, I'm going to do that. You found that deal over here, then I'm going to mail that county too, which is great. But you, 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 if you're in Land Academy, you know how to find areas that no one else is hitting. That's the best part. Jill and I instruct a mastermind course called Career Path twice, sometimes three times a year. Um, we'll do it again this year, at least one time, maybe twice. And one of the things, and these, these, that class is packed full of people that are making $6 million a year. And you know where they don't send mail? Those three states. Yeah. <laughs> One of the thing, again, along the lines of what we're trying to do with this longer format is to profile these incredibly successful people. Yeah. They troll. They troll. They send out 10, 20, 30,000 units of mail at a time in five different markets. And one or two, it's diverse, risk diversification. No one mm -hmm. can argue with that. And uh, the only downside is that, yeah, it's expensive, but... You know, look, all you have to do is one deal. Expensive compared to what? One single deal. Yeah. It's going to cover your entire mailing, mailing effort huh. for, the, for the whole year. Yeah. I don't see how that's expensive. I shouldn't say expensive. What I mean yeah. is it costs something. 
and it's not so- free. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I like to say, from you know, zero to not zero is expensive for some people. Wait, wait, I got to tell you, I have to tell you one thing that I am. I'm going to throw our staff under the bus a little bit here. They said they made this comment about our, our land academy community, and you know who you are. This is this is meant with love, but it's like. We have the cheapest rich people in our community. Yeah. It's hilarious. Sometimes I heard that recently yeah, too. I like, <laughs> Cheap rich people. And you know, I have to admit, I do that too. There's times that I'm like, oh, oh well, that's the way how it goes. And then there's the times that no, I'm gonna stand in line and make sure I get my two dollars for my coupon because they forgot my coupon. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> so how do you troll? This is what yeah. you do. Uh, sit down at a computer, uh, not on your phone for the first time, and log into either realtor.com or zillow.com. Zillow is probably easier to use the first time. And set yourself a parameter. Uh, first, we'll do the price parameter. Let's say a land only. And we'll set a price parameter of, I don't know, whatever your target price is, eighty dollars to $90,000. To sell? To sell. Okay. What you want to sell it for? So your price parameters, you know, between 70 and 90, let's say. Your acreage criteria is maybe one to five acres, one to three acres, maybe five to 10 acres. Um, Joe would probably, larger is better in general for sales. And then, and start on the West Coast or the East Coast and start moving around and moving, move your, through your mouse, move all throughout the country. And you're going to see where properties get populated. You're going to see clusters of, of all kinds of land that's listed for, you know, uh, like whatever parameter you put in, seventy to ninety thousand dollars. Then do it for sold, and you're going to find these little pockets of places all over the country where there's a lot of property. And and as you're doing that, either write it down or or make a mental note that Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's say I'm just throwing one out. Um, kind of seems to fit the criteria. So hypothetically, it might work. We don't know yet. We don't guess at anything here at Land Academy. We're going to find out for sure in a minute whether Tulsa works or not. Like, say you're like you're moving your mouse around. Tell me true. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. I know the answer, but I'm doing this for everybody. <laughs> like I'm rolling my mouse around Tulsa, and I see, oh, look at this. There are 95 properties listed between 70 and uh, 90,000 between one and five acres that I put in. Oh, this is good. And then I toggle over to the sold properties and go. 345 sold in the last 12 months. Ding, ding. So now you're not guessing anymore. I'd be like, whoop, there's something there. <laughs> because we don't like risk. Yeah. Risk and investment don't go together. Uh-huh. And so Jill's exactly right. So you take a look, you compare sold and active listings, and you want that to be two to one, maybe even three to one in, cer- in certain cases. Mm-hmm. So what do you do now? You, you deconstruct that market uh, into zip codes, and but then you run the red, green, yellow test, which is I explain in the program uh, in great detail. And you test each of those zip codes. Probably, most likely, they're going to be adjacent to each other. You pit them against each other to find out who has the best statistics, days on market, and this is all in our program. Mm-hmm. This is what rich people who buy and sell land obsess on. Yep. They obsess on new markets and trolling. I do. Mm-hmm. 
I obsess on it. If I have three minutes to do anything, I don't know, standing in line at a bank or something like that, I just immediately start trolling. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And what it does for you, like like Jack's explaining, when you put the zip codes together, you think you know, oh, it's going to be this area is the hot area, not this one, not this one, not this one. This either confirms or lets you know, like, oh, shoot, I was looking on the west side of town. I should be looking on the east side of town. That zip code's even hotter. Some of the uh, the people who run the red, green, yellow test in career path now, these are very successful land investors, have their own red, green, yellow test, or they've yeah. taken mine, which is good enough for me. Uh, the three or four statistics that mine generate mm -hmm. to make one zip code better than the other, they expand that yeah. into like nine or 10 or 15. And so now you're not guessing at all. Now you know what's going to happen when you send mail out at 20 or 30% of retail value in that market mm -hmm. because you, you know, and you know how fast it's going to sell and you know what the values are. I want to add that this is new. Like, so people who think, oh, I missed the boat. I'm jumping at the wrong time. No, you're not. It keeps getting mm -hmm. better. So this data that we're now collect on Zillow and Realtor wasn't there five years ago for land deals. Maybe yep. a few, maybe a handful. But now there's so much on there that we can see and it's great. So it makes it, we used to say that land is a little bit harder to price. Houses are easy because of the data. But now we're getting more and more land stuff. Yep. It is awesome. Houses we price different since Joe brought it up. Uh, trolling for houses is a lot easier mm -hmm. because there's consistency in pricing. Two houses that are next to each other uh, in, a, in a relatively newer area are going to be, and I say newer because, you know, from 1950s on, uh, because they, they're similar. Mm -hmm. That's just how, that's how developers uh, scaled scale yeah. their their companies by building the same houses close to each other so or at least a price per square foot so it's really easy to price house mailers mm -hmm. and it's a little bit more challenging for for land but boy we've taken just about all the all the the mystery out of will this mailer work, mailer work or not i'm gonna explain to you so real world stuff like so jack's saying get on your computer but real world is he's sitting on his phone so he's on his phone you know, he's standing behind me in line for fill in the blank, whatever we're doing. <laughs> and he's like, let's just say we're at BevMo. <laughs> Jill's, Jill's watching Prince Harry whine about how much no. money he has. Too no, like, say we're in line at the grocery store at BevMo or something, right? Because we're not usually at the grocery store, but we might be there. Anyway, um, so Jack's on his phone looking at whatever and he's not and he's so he's not doing his hardcore research there he's just making mental notes right so for i'm gonna go back and look at this area i'm gonna go back and look at this area and go back and look at that area so then next day next week whatever his time is to sit down and and be looking at new places to send mail for our next mailer going out that's when he's going to sit and run these red yellow green tests and pit them against each other and do all that so i want to i want to ask how much time can you please tell me i'm brand new how much time should i spend on just the high level trolling to come up with say three areas a bare bare minimum of eight to ten hours oh, okay beginning in the in the beginning i can do it now. without doing the red yellow green test honestly yet. i have like the country memorized i Wait, know where before you yeah, do the yeah. red yellow green test yeah. okay you only spend at least equivalent of a full day yeah digging into and this. i wouldn't do it consecutive okay. either because your eyes will fall out of your head so but, a couple hours here a couple hours there and then by friday a little bit on monday a little bit on wednesday and a little bit on by friday i got a good idea i gotta tell you too on a personal note yeah you're gonna find out if you enjoy it oh 
you know, you're going to find out if the land business is for you. Yeah. You know, I hate the stock market. I hate it. I've taken classes. I just don't like it. Yeah, me too. I don't like. It doesn't make there's, sense to me. And I don't like gambling either yeah. for the exact same reason. But I love this. Me too. I lay in bed and like. I lay, me too. I know you do. I lay in bed and look at cops for fill in the blank. Sometimes it's, it really is a hobby. Like, gee, I think what would it be like? We just got back from Vail for Christmas. Hmm. wonder what the Vail market's going with today. I'm just sitting there looking at it why not <laughs> you know jill and i met each other this way like we were screwed up when we met like, <laughs> i didn't i didn't mess oh, her up like, thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make her join the jack cult <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's good that is true i i oh and i'm pretty i'm good i i like it <laughs> you're you're right so um i think maybe my native american heritage has made me a land person too yeah maybe that's part maybe of it's why in your this soul way. that's probably it's in my oh, blood yeah, i thought about that uh-huh i was thinking i've been as i'm digging into that i'm like oh maybe this is why i love land so much and i'm begging you to keep our real grass in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> don't take my grass <laughs> so we're the last people in phoenix to have a lawn I know, and I'm okay with that. I'm not. Stop it. It's you my one thing. You brought it up. So you get the garage, I get the backyard. <laughs> so uh, that's, okay, so eight to 10 hours just doing the trolling. Okay, now I've got Tulsa, I've got uh, a city. Please, please don't send mail to Tulsa. No, I'm, I'm just going to say. Yeah. I've got that city, I've got a city, I've got the city in the, I've got a, how about this? I've got a county in the Northwest. I've got a county in the Midwest and I've got a county on the East Coast. Let's just say that. I think that's brilliant. Okay. Now I'm I'm gonna do my regular green test and I have three counties. Tell me how much time I need to spend on each one. Well, the red green yellow test, uh, red yellow green test is is either something that's gonna come really easily to you or it's uh it's gonna be uh it's going to be very, very difficult. Painful. It's obviously easy, easy for me. Right. I've, I've said long said this uh, since Jill, Jill and I started Land Academy. You know, we're way better together. And if you need to find a Jack or a Jill, there's a lot of people in Discord that are waiting to hear from you. You know, we have a ton of career corporate salespeople that do extremely well buying and selling land because they have Joe's personality. They like talking on the phone. They enjoy people and the people end of all this. Uh, I don't. I'm a tech person and I and an account former recovering accountant. So that and that's just not you need to find somebody um, that may work with you. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's not necessarily another Land Academy member, but it's maybe you're I don't do we have somebody that your kids are working for them. In the I last love this. Well, we've, we've always have that. We've always had people with kids and stuff too that do it. They might be in college. They may be out of college. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your cousin. Who knows? You can do a red, green, yellow test for three or four environments in in less than an hour. If you're oh. brand new, maybe maybe two hours. Okay. What it's going to do is lead you to well, what about this zip code? If these all zip codes are coming out, you know, I almost always run a red, green, yellow test for let's say seven zip codes. And then I just decide to mail everything, regardless of how it comes out, unless it's really red, which is uh, very unusual. Okay, I have another follow-up question. So it's gonna have, with those parameters that you have spelled out for us, cream's gonna rise to the crop, right? So I have this county here, county, county. Now, do I look at them all to get, do I, what if this county looks great, these zip codes look great in this county, but they're still not as good as that county. 
do I pick something in all of them or what, what would you suggest? So you can't, in my opinion, uh, pit counties together or zip codes together that are in different parts of the country. Thank you. You want to, is that what you're trying to get at? Yep. I want to, I want to clarify this. Yes. What happens in Western, um, let's say Western Washington state is going to be very different than what happens in Arizona or Massachusetts. That's just how it is. It's the nature because they're completely different real estate environments. But what happens in the seven major zip codes that are in and around Tulsa, for example, they should be relatively the same especially the land market. And so, no, don't even, you're wasting your time to compare. DOM uh, of all of them. Yes. In one spreadsheet, you can't do you, that. You can't say, you well, all this stuff in Tulsa came out great, so I'm just going to mail there. Right. If What you want to do in Washington State or anywhere else for that matter is look at seven or eight zip codes in a market that you've trolled, mm -hmm. and it makes sense from a trolling standpoint uh, that you want to, you know. Pick the best ones. Yeah, make make sure they're, they're local. Okay. Apples to apples. Can I have a follow up to that too? Sure. Um, would you? I'm brand new. Do you want me to mail all three? Yeah. Okay. And how much? Last time I'm going to ask you, and I'll leave you alone. How much volume? I think you should. I mean, if per, it were me, per area. And I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not brand sure new, and money's a not a problem. I wouldn't do a mailer for less than five thousand units. Okay. Per area, or mm. or, do, or of those three, I have three identified. So like. 1,500, 1,600, sure. 1,800. I still think that's a little thin. Ah. I think three to four in each area would be ideal. Three to 4,000? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So for those of you who are brand new and money's not a problem right now, that's what you should do. Yeah. And you know, because if, if you find any level of a good transaction or, or a good land deal, there's people will throw money at you in our group. Yeah. Including us. Well, that's, yeah, that's the end result. So the end result is after it all goes out and comes back, you're going to go, oh, well, I'm going to focus on this area. I know what I found. I'm going to move everything over here, mm -hmm. all my efforts, send more mail. I bought all the one to five acres. Now I'm going to buy the five to 10 and then I'm going to buy the 10 to 20 and be here for a while. And then maybe still while that you're doing that, always be looking for new things to roll in with that. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Thank you. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Uh, there's a lot just down the street going for 27 grand. That one's cleared. There's for lots on the golf course, the buyers of this type uh, are very niche or would be the general public. Okay, for, oh, for lots on a golf course, are the buyers a very niche market or the general public? Who like things like this? Anything I should look out for? I, you know what? I think on a golf course when there's not an HOA is like a gold star starting out. But what's the price on this one? I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't see what the purchase price is, Victor. I have the APN. I have 0.69. What are you paying for this? Throw that in the chat. You got it. 4,200. Forty-two hundred bucks. Uh huh. Didn't Victor have a home run like the last call oh, we did? Yeah. This property sold in twenty-two, so just a few months ago for two fifty. This is the adjacent property. How the adjacent vacant lot sold in eighteen for eleven thousand six hundred. Right just there. Buy this. Yeah. All right, Victor, just buy it and put a sign right here. Mm -hmm. Or clear it, put some nice 
grass down and put another hole there just to freak people out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just put another awesome. hole there with a pin and see how many, you know. Make sure it's it's buildable. Awesome. For some reason, these two lots on the end here aren't buildable. I mean, aren't built. Because not cleared. But see what I mean? That there's in this these cul-de-sac properties are all built with quarter million dollar houses. These three are not. Who knows why? But I still think for seven forty two hundred dollars, take the chance and yeah, sell it. Yeah. I just put a sign out there and sell it for twenty. I'm more worried about days on market. I'm okay with that, Victor. I think DOM in this place just for forty two hundred bucks, park it. This you're moving the money out of your bank account and eventually you'll move it back into your bank account. That's what this deal is. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy might want a bigger backyard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or nobody building behind him. That's what I mean. And for 20 grand, no one will build back there. <laughs> great work. That's great. Oh, do me for just check the, can I just check one thing in here? Um, can I just see real quick? They've owned it since 92. This is so good. All right. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Welcome back. So, Jill, you have something uh, inspirational to share with us at the end? Yes, I do. So here was my here's my thought. I'm, I'm thinking about um, hangups people have. And <laughs> I didn't mean to look at you when I said that. <laughs> hangups that people have. I'm sorry. You know, if you are uh, in a long term relationship. <laughs> And someone says, hey, I was thinking about hangups that people have. Let's just you hypothetically know, speaking. What she means is, what's, here it comes. Oh, let's, let's hear what's wrong with me today. <laughs> Did you know, I'm sure many people have trouble picking out X or whatever it is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's not what I meant. No, but what my, my last little thought today is, as we're going into 2023 and with this new year, I want you to, uh, to help with your confidence. I want you to decide what your new title is going to be. Is I it, like this. You like this? Is it president? Is it CEO? Is it fill in the blank, owner, principal, whatever you want to do. I want you to, cause this, this is it. And if you're going to, you're like us and you want to be an investor, pick your title. Not failing husband. That's no, not a title. that's not a good title. Oh, that is a title. <laughs> that's definitely a title. <laughs> it's not a good title. <laughs> So, yeah. Not college dropout. No, that's not a good title. That's a title, but don't do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> endlessly living on my parents' yeah. couch. That's mm -hmm. not a title. That's not a good, I mean, that's a title, but that's not a good one. I want you to decide what your title is. I want you to, you know, put that on your hat basically. And I want you to own it. I'm dead serious. You know, it, as as crazy as it sounds, I see other Land Academy people, not that often, but I see them have like their own little company logo on their shirts, you know, um, just, just- Like this. Yeah, like this. Owning it and loving it. And, cause you can wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, this is it. Whatever, whatever's going on in your head. And if you have a bad day, show, so what wake up tomorrow, put that hat back on and say, this is, I'm going to do better today. I'm going to solve whatever problems I had yesterday and we're going to move forward. But you know, that's you? interesting. Uh, I never thought about the real impact of embroidering something on your clothing, like the name of your, uh, your company. I think that there's a huge subconscious, like it's real now mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. 
used to be business cards, but no one does that anymore. Mm-hmm. So big deal. You spend a couple hundred dollars on mm-hmm. on Fiverr or Upwork and have somebody make you a logo that you think is cool. Spend another $50 or so getting a shirt embroidered or something and or a hat. And there you go. It makes a big difference. You know, in a deeper way, there's all kinds of stuff that makes you think something's real. For me, I have to spreadsheet it out mm-hmm. and see how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And then it's then it's, I start down the path of getting to that end. And then mm-hmm. it's real. Do you know what? By the way, next week, um, before I move on to the ask you a question, I I will uh, have to remind my, 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 myself a note. But next week, I'll share with you something that I had embroidered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I should have brought it today, but I didn't. So um, I will share it next week so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Jack, how about you? Do you have something informational to share as we wrap up today? I do. So, uh, like everybody, uh, the, I just sat myself down and said, well, how's your year going to go in 2023 and what do you need to work on? You know, do you need want to make more money? Um, you want to kick more kids out of the house? What do you really want to have happen? And, and, I like that. And you know what? I, I, I really did kind of a mental inventory on what I think I need to work on in 23 and what kept, kept, kept uh, coming up is not money for the first time ever. Not money. Hmm. Uh, it's not working harder or more or any of that. It's healthcare, personal health and wellness. And so I really start to, started to, I did this in Vail, by the way, started to philosophically think about how we go about buying and selling land and why we're so successful and how we run Land Academy and continue to launch products as our uh as our members are requesting them and what I and I looked at there's a data piece for everything and I really realized that there's no data piece for health and wellness well there is now and so I joined a group called forward Mm -hmm. Jill and I both joined together where they take blood uh, as frequently as you want them to Mm -hmm. and to look at all the numbers look at all the data just like we do in real estate and decide whether your cholesterol is an acceptable range uh, and on and on and on all your vital signs you know blood pressure and all of that and so I deconstructed backwards deconstructed what I want December of 2023 to look like from a healthcare standpoint. And I started down that path, completely changed my diet, changed uh, ex- exercise routine, meaning I got one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying it before I, I was waiting for this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> And so I track what I eat, what I eat, what I drink, how many calories I'm, I'm burning, uh, you know, from an exercise standpoint and, and it's in a daily tracker and, and, uh, I, you know, I'm sitting That's there look, for you. looking at myself That's in the mirror the going, too. going, you know, why didn't I do this like 10 years yeah. ago? There's, you know, I'm so data driven about everything. Again, too, thank you for saying so I didn't have to. Why didn't you do this 10 years ago? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's good. It takes maybe a half hour a day. I don't think so. Maybe 10 minutes a day. Really? To do all that? To do the whole thing. And and I know where, where I am now, you know? Hey, join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. We hope. (laughs) You are not alone in your real estate ambition. That was awesome. So glad you're here. We We are are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.